to Where I Long to Be, a Magical Trip Report podcast. As always, I am your host, Virginia. Thank you all so much for joining me today to dig into another exciting trip report. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, please do hit that subscribe button now. And I would also appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast so it will make it easier for others to find the show. On today's episode, we are following up with John, who goes by the WDW Runner on Instagram. If you didn't catch his pre-trip report, John recently headed down to Walt Disney World from North Carolina to participate in the Wine and Dine Weekend through Run Disney. The weekend included a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon, and John decided to accept the opportunity to do what is called the two-course challenge, which means he ran all three events. This was a solo trip, so John was able to do everything he needed to do to prepare for his races and squeeze in some Disney fun in the process. For this particular weekend, John was staying at All Star Sports, and because he never likes to wait in lines, he definitely took advantage of Genie Plus and the purchase of individual lightning lanes for some of the top attractions. You'll notice a theme during this trip for John, and it involved Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, and more Guardians of the Galaxy. So let's not delay any longer. Here's John. Welcome back to the podcast, John. This is a long-awaited second interview, and I say that because not only has it been two weeks since you started your trip, but this is the second go we're having at trying to do a post-trip report after many technical difficulties. So I'm so relieved to see your face and hear your voice. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to to be here again and looking forward to giving you guys a recap of the trip. So yeah, well, let's get right into it. So you left on Wednesday, November 1st, and Mm -hmm. you had a a morning flight. Give us the rundown of how that went. Were you on time? Any hiccups? Well, yeah, I'd say we had a little hiccup on the way to the airport. So I live about um, 45 minutes north of Charlotte. So Interstate 77. Um, but at this time of day, it's probably around 6 a.m. Um, the traffic's not bad at all, but I always like to give myself a little bit of time. And uh, I'm so glad that I did on this particular morning because about um, maybe 15 miles into my trip to the airport, my Jeep starts uh, messing up. The lights are flashing. It's beeping at me. Um, the check engine light is on. It says that the engine is running hot. And then I can't get above 50 miles per hour. It's like shutting down on me. So I have to pull off the interstate. Um, I park at a Harris Teeter parking lot. It's pitch black. Nobody's there um, except for like one worker is going into the door. And I said, hey, can I just come in real quick? I need to see about your automotive section because I was going to look for some coolant for my uh, for my engine and of course they didn't have anything so I ended up just leaving my car parked at the Harris Teeter and I called an Uber to get the rest of the way to the airport locked my key or had my keys with me locked my car um, and was able to um, call a tow company that I knew um, the owner and get my Jeep towed in but that was yeah it was a little nerve-wracking that morning because I was like, of course this would happen, you know, on my way to the airport. And luckily I left early enough to where, you know, my flight wasn't going to be affected. So, but it was just an uneasy start to the trip for sure. 
Oh, yeah. For listeners who are not familiar with what a Harris Teeter is, it's a grocery store. <laughs> yes, it is a grocery store. Sorry about that. It's in no, the South. That's, yeah. no, it's totally fine. I, and having grown up in North Carolina, I will say that the Harris Teeter was always my favorite grocery store in town. Um, certainly nice. like the the most posh of the grocery stores we had in, in our area at that time. Um, I think I would probably compare it to like a Publix or maybe a Wegmans for anybody who's familiar. Anyway, but what I was going to say was I feel like that speaks to the area that you live in, that you were able to flag down an employee who then let you confirm that they didn't have what you needed. I feel like if that happened to me anywhere in the New York City area, they'd be like, nope, we don't open yet. We're not open. Yeah, I guess he he saw the desperation on my face. I was like, yeah, no, I have to get to the airport. And then, you know, the area that I was in is a very nice area that I was basically driving through. So I didn't feel, you know, uneasy about leaving my vehicle there. Um, and it ended up being, it got picked up later that day. So it wasn't really even a long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy because I was just, my focus was, you know, get to the airport. You never know how the lines at security are going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte Douglas Airport is not that crazy of an airport. It's nothing like Orlando, but it's you know it can get it can get crazy sometimes. And you got you got long lines to go through the you know the TSA, and you just never know. But ended up I got there in plenty of time. Got through security, got to my gate, and still had to sit there and wait for a little bit. So that it worked out. Mm-hmm. And you didn't check any bags, right? No, no, I never check a bag on my solo trips like this because. I'm really just there to run. I, I really don't pack a lot. I pack a couple of pairs of shoes and what I'm going to run in. And then the race weekend shirts that are provided are what I wear for, on my park days, mm-hmm. like after the races are over. So uh, the less you can pack, the better, at least for me. Yeah, that certainly makes it easier. If you were cutting it close, which it doesn't sound like you really ended up cutting it too close in the end. But nah. if you were like not having to deal with checking a bag is... Uh, definitely a time saver. All right. So you landed at around 1030 is mm-hmm. what my notes say. Um, where did you head first? I think you were going to um, check in. First thing. Yeah. I um, usually I'm calling an Uber and Uber in North Carolina and Uber in Orlando is completely different. There's an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi on mm-hmm. every, you know, you don't have to wait very long. So I can almost wait till I get to like the, uh, what is it called? Rideshare section there mm-hmm. on, at the airport. Call one and five minutes later, somebody's picking me up. So I did that. Um, went straight to All-Star Sports. Um, checked my bag or checked my checked into my room, put the bags up and then headed over to the Magic Kingdom. That's the only way to start a, a Disney trip. Was your room ready or you left your bag at Bell Services? It was it was ready. I had I went to well they have people out front with with iPads now. They kind of catch you mm-hmm. as soon as you before you even get in the door. Um, and so she pulled me up. She said, "Hold on, I'll see if uh, a room's ready." And maybe ten minutes later, they had a room assignment for me, and I was right on my way. And you know, never had any problems. Mm-hmm. So um, I think normally you can't check into what two or three. Um, so if it wasn't ready, I was just going to leave my bag at bell services, but she ended up getting me a room and, uh, I was able to go in and just put my stuff down and head out to the park. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think normally check-in is 
four o'clock. They usually say after okay. four. Um, so okay. it's always nice when you have one ready to go. You don't even have to worry about it. All right. So over to the Magic Kingdom. Yes. You did yes, not have a, a race the next morning. So no. this was your big fun day where you could kind of do what you wanted. Yeah, I could stay out as late as I wanted. Didn't have to get in bed early. So um, now the Magic Kingdom was closing at six that night because of the, it was the very last Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. So November 1st, it was the last one. So everything was still decorated with fall Halloween decorations. So pumpkins everywhere, orange, you know, everywhere you, you would look. And I knew that they would go over a big transformation either that night or the next night. So it was a rare trip to where you can see the fall Halloween decorations. And then a little bit later in the week, you can see the Christmas decorations. That was pretty neat. Did you find that because it was the last party day that the low wait times for rides was still true as had been on the other party days? Definitely it was. And, you know, I've heard that is the case and it definitely was a lighter crowd. I was able to get, and and I don't like to say get a tremendous amount done because I'm not just trying to rush through, but I was able to ride what I wanted to ride and grab something to eat, you know, and was never rushed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I stayed until six until, you know, the party was really getting ready to start and people were coming in, getting their wristbands. And uh, so then I headed out and went to Epcot after that. Um, But yeah, I rode um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I rode Jungle Cruise, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Tron, uh, People Mover, Peter Pan, Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Seven Dwarves, Mine Train. I I rode all that in just less than six hours. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, that was a lot of rides you just listed. I, d- I was not <laughs> able to count them, <laughs> but that's a I lot. That um, for, for Tron, I know that you had planned to purchase a lightning lane. So yes, you ended up doing that. Okay. I did. I actually, when I got to the airport seven o'clock, I always set my alarm set uh, actually for six fifty nine, And then I go on and uh, went ahead and purchased Genie Plus for the day. Cause even if I don't have to wait in one, 45 to an hour line that's worth it to me so mm-hmm. uh, i got genie plus i purchased tron um i made it as late as i could with the park closing at six they wouldn't let you book one i think five five or five thirty was the latest i could book so okay. i really wanted to ride it at night but i didn't get to do that on this trip so maybe next time but mm-hmm. um yeah i was able to to get it on an individual lightning lane and i rode everything else with genie plus and so no weight at all um, I was going to book some experiences, you know, before I got on the plane, but when I logged in, everything was either not available yet or the, the return render was like immediate. So right. I was able to wait. Actually, when I dropped off my bags at the room, I booked my first lightning lane when I was on the resort bus going over to the Magic Kingdom. So, and it worked out perfectly. What was the longest wait time that you saw when you were looking at the map that day? Um, seven dwarves was, was 60 minutes. Um, of course, Peter Pan was high, uh, probably 50 minutes. So not near as bad as it has been, but mm-hmm. like pirate pirates was a walk on, uh, mm-hmm. I chose it as a lightning lane, but it was a walk on, um, let's see what else. Haunted mansion was probably 15 minutes, but you can tell when you walk up to the attraction where the line is at and you can kind of gauge that if you have experience going to the parks, I knew I knew the lines weren't going to be as long as even they were posted. So uh, mm-hmm. I didn't wait longer than 10 minutes for anything. 
Yeah. Well, we know that from for anybody who listened to your pre-trip episode, we know you do not wait. No, you I will do not. anything you can not yeah. to wait. I'm the kind of and- I'm the kind of person who will drive, you know, ten miles out of my way. So I'm moving instead of just sitting in uh-huh. traffic. I can't I can't stand it. So yeah, I I do I don't wait. No. Yeah, no, I'm the same way with like, uh, you know, if I need to go to Contemporary or to Grand Floridian or something, I'm like, I'd rather walk because then it's in my control and I'm <laughs> moving the entire time. Exactly. So. I'm the same way. Yes. So you did not mention any uh, food that you had in Magic Kingdom. I imagine that you stopped somewhere to eat lunch. What was that? Yes. Um, I actually went to Pinocchio Village House, which I think is underrated. Of course, I'm a, I could okay. eat pizza probably every day of All my right, life. All right, convince <laughs> me why I should go there because I I tend to avoid it. <laughs> well, I like the I like the flatbreads, and you can also get like a salad option. You can get a Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like sitting there looking over. It's a small world, so mm-hmm. uh, just a couple things. A lot of nostalgia there. Um, another Do you great hold up option. the signs? I don't. No, no. Okay. I just kind of people watch as I for eat. the listeners. There is a particular table in Pinocchio Village House that overlooks Small World, and there are frequently signs sitting there that you can hold up to show down to the people who are in the boats that say things like, wave at me, or I don't don't remember what all they say, but they're basically, um, you know, encouraging the people in the boat to participate in something with you. So it's kind of yes. fun. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. But um, somebody were, was at those tables. And so I was I was able to see, but I wasn't right there at the at the window. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a relaxing time. I like doing there. Columbia Harbor House is another favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I don't know why I just went to Pinocchio Village House this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So hopping over to Epcot, was it the monorail for you? Oh, of course. Yes. Got to take the monorail. So I love the different forms of Disney transportation. They're like part of the whole experience. And, you know, uh, you got to you gotta ride the monorail if you go to Disney World. So it's just a must do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hopped over there probably around right at 6, 6.30 by the time I got there. And you'll see a theme on this trip. Of, I think I went to Epcot every day of the trip at some point. So that's, mm-hmm. that's I think it's Seaman it itself is my favorite part. I, I heard it's one of your top four favorite parts. It's in the top four. I will guarantee that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tell us what you got into at Epcot. Well, as you know, it's Wine and Dine Weekend, so Food and Wine Festival was going on. So my plan was, you know, I had lunch in the Magic Kingdom. I was going to do um, some food and wine for, for dinner. So I went around and, um, you know, ate at a couple of the different booths, Canada, with the filet and the um, cheddar soup with the pretzel bread. That's always a must. Um, Hawaii had the uh, little pork sliders, full pork sliders. So that mm-hmm. was, that was nice. Um, just go around and sampled a couple of little things. Not, I didn't really have a sit down meal. I just kind of snacked around the world, if you will. So it was mm-hmm. really, really cool. And also got to check out the new journey of water attraction. Oh yeah. Tell us, tell us how that was. So it was really neat. I didn't, I kind of knew what to expect. I watched um, some videos and things and it's just a really interactive. There's, you can spend as much time or as little time in there as you can. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. it reminds you of one of the animal trails over at Animal Kingdom. You can kind of go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. 
participate as much or as little as you want to. And it was really cool. I don't know if you um, are familiar with allears.net, but mm-hmm. I ran into Sage and Quincy from there oh, cool. um, and talked to them for a few minutes. They were really cool and down to earth. I got a picture with them, so I'll have to I'll send that so you can post that in, uh, you know, on the show notes or whatever. Uh, so it was really neat running into those guys. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Can you tell me on this particular day, I know that the Journey of Water has utilized a virtual queue. Was mm-hmm. that in play or you just walked up? It was not. It was it was just open. You could just walk in. There was no wait. Um, I walked right in, um, kind of went through the whole thing. Not, I, I mean, I could have spent more time there. I just wanted to really see what it was all about. It was really pretty because the sun had just gone down. So it was just mm-hmm. the lighting was really nice. Um the interactive water creatures were really cool. I can, I really wanted, I was thinking about, you know, man, my kids will love this when we come back and and for spring break. So I'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward for them to see it. I think they'll enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. I haven't gotten to see it yet myself. So I'm looking forward to that. The first chance I get. Definitely. I don't know if it's something that I would wait. You know, I don't wait in line, but I wouldn't want to (laughs) wait in line to go through it um, because I'm more of the, you know, for the thrills and then, you know, the classic rods. But, you know, it's definitely neat. It's something that you wouldn't have to do every time you go, um, but you definitely want to do it at least once. And then, um, you know, you want to walk through it every other trip or so, depending on how often you get down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like it would be especially fun for the younger set if they needed to burn off some energy, like something a little bit different than just going to one of the little play areas. Definitely. And there were some kids getting soaked. And oh, <laughs> and that's going to happen. And it was chilly. I'll tell you, it was a little cool that night. I know your New York audience is probably like, yeah, right. You don't know what cold is. But uh, for Florida, it was it was chilly and a little breezy. It was actually breezy mm-hmm. the whole weekend, but that night it was especially cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else uh, while you're at Epcot? Any rides? Oh, of course. You got to got to <laughs> do the ride. So I always purchase the um, Genie Plus for multiple parks. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, I think on this day it was it was only like two dollars more, and I knew that Magic Kingdom closed early, so I was going to be going to a, a different park. So I rode Remy's uh, Ratatouille Adventure, and of course Guardians. That's that's my all time. That's taken the top spot on my attraction oh, list. So me too. It, so good. I rode it every single day of the trip. So, and as you'll see as we go through this. <laughs> what song did you get this first go around? I got. Um, was it one way or another? I don't know if that's the oh, name okay. of the song, but right. yeah, I yeah, got that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I only had one. I wrote it five times total during this trip, and I only had the same song twice. So have you something different. heard every song at some point? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's a maybe one or two that I haven't heard. I've heard um, Disco Inferno, September, and I, I think the first time I wrote it, it was Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I don't know if I'm imagining mm-hmm. that or... No, I that's that one of the one. songs. Okay. That yep. is one of them. So, um, what else? Conga. Um, yeah, just I think I've heard. I think I've had most of them. If, if I'm missing one, there's not many that I've missing. I think the. I think you just said five songs. I'm not okay. certain. I wasn't counting, but um, <laughs> but the one that you're for sure missing is I ran. I think I may have had that one before. I may have. Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head. I need to make a, a good note of that next time so I'll know. But yeah, yeah it's just, my least favorite one. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not my favorite. 
what what is your favorite song to hear on that ride? Uh, I don't know. I just I find myself just going through and just singing along with it. And uh, I like September. That's when I, I'm my birth month in September. So oh, me too. All, that one's what day are you? Twenty eighth. Okay, I'm the fourth. All right. So okay. wait, as the twenty eighth, are you a Virgo or are you a Libra? Libra. Libra. Okay. I don't know what the cutoff they don't is on that. I'm not too big into that. I just know I'm a Libra. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a Virgo through and through, but my sister okay. is a Libra. So yeah. that's probably so why we get along. <laughs> yeah, probably so. And your so your birthday will fall on Labor Day a lot of times, probably. Um, it was Labor Day the year that I was born, and yep. my mom always said the calendar said labor, so I did. And there you go. Every certain number of years, I have never bothered to learn how many years it falls on Labor Day again. And this year was one of them. So this year, for the first time, I treated myself to my birthday weekend in Disney. I've never, never done my birthday in Disney before this. And maybe I should make a habit of it. (laughs) You should. You should. I've done it one time and it was awesome. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun because I'm somebody who's like... Even if I went close to my birthday, if it wasn't my birthday, I would not be wearing a birthday button. And including mm-hmm. on that weekend, I only wore a birthday button on my actual birthday. On your birthday. Yep. Yeah. Same. Yep. I am the same way. All right. Um, enough birthday talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any other rides or anything uh, fun that you did um, at Epcot? No, that's really all I did that day um, because I was going back there the next day. That was going to be my park day. So mm-hmm. believe it or not, I, I was I was pretty tired from getting up so early and then I guess having an emotional uh, <laughs> breakdown on the way to the airport, literally and figuratively. Um, uh-huh. And so I, I went back and just tried to get some sleep because I knew that I had another full day in the parks the next day and then it was going to be time to start getting in the bed and getting up early for these runs. So try to prepare right. myself. So I headed back to all-star sports, which, you know, I know a lot of people either love or hate the the values for this type of a trip for me. It's perfect. Cause I just need a bed, you know, that's all I need. And, you know, get my six, seven hours and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that for a running trip, all-star sports sounds perfect to me. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's my thoughts. Your pro tip mm-hmm. for all-star sports, if you're going to stay at any of the all-stars, it's the first bus to pick up and the last, to, or the first to drop off too. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go, you know, have to go to music and movies. You're the first one. So that's always a bonus for me too. That is, that is good to know. I have not seen it at any of the all-stars myself, but I've thought if I would, I wanted to try um, movies, but just because, I don't know, between the three themes, it felt like it would fit me best. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I like movies, too. I, I love music, too. Um, I've stated all of them. Music might be my favorite. I don't know why. Just walk, walking through the lobby, they've got the pictures of some of the singers, and there's one of Bob Marley that I just love. I have to come look at it every time. Oh, so. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, my sure. my husband is a huge audiophile, so he will go to any concert practically. He's just like loves music; it's his passion. Yeah. It's not what he does for work, but it it's his passion. And um, we should probably try to get over there at some point. But I'm just I'm sure. when I when I need to do a value, I am just kind of in love with pop. <laughs> so I keep going back there, even though I would like to try the All-Stars. I need to. I need to try every single resort on Disney property. Exactly. But pop keeps calling me back. 
So well, you got to have your favorites, I guess. Wow. Uh, I've stayed at pop before. I like pop. I just, it's, when I'm doing these trips and it's just me, I just, I look for the cheapest option and it's, yeah. you know, the all-stars are not too much different from pop and for the, for price, you just can't beat it. So, but to each their own, you know, I love a good moderate and a deluxe too. So it's just really up to the individual and, and you know, what your priorities are for that particular trip. Um, for marathon weekend, I always try to stay at a deluxe just because it's a little bit nicer. Um, you know, it's a more strenuous trip as far as the races go. Um, so I can go get in a hot tub and that really mm-hmm. helps to get a good soak for your legs in between those long distance runs for sure. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, for, for these shorter weekends, um, the, the values are what work for me. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Thursday, November 2nd, you had planned to head over to the Run Disney Expo. Yes. And I had forgotten because they just started doing this um, last race weekend, which I guess was springtime surprise. Um, The virtual queue for the merchandise, which is like the Run Disney merchandise. For mm-hmm. for those not familiar with the Run Disney Expo, there's there's a couple different ones. One is for race bib pickup, and then you have to go to uh, a different part of the All Star Sports or not All Star Sports. I'm sorry, ESPN Worldwide World of Sports to pick up your your race shirts that they give you for registering for the race. So mm-hmm. each race you do, you get a theme shirt. If it's a challenge, you get another shirt, um, and then there's a separate expo that has all the run Disney specific merchandise. It'll have, you know, weekend specific stuff, um, you know, wine and dine and the individual races. And then you got the, the vendors that are in there, you know, with running shoes, um, attire, uh, sunglasses, uh, recovery, uh, fuel, all, anything you could think of that a runner would need or want is there. And it's, it's really neat to go spend time in there. And, um, they've got everything. Okay, so you're you're having to get into three separate virtual queues. No, just one. So the race oh, bib okay. pickup and uh, the one expo that has all the different vendors. You don't have to have a virtual queue for there. It's first come, first serve. You go in. You wait in a little bit of a line. Uh, the way they have it set up, though, you don't. You know, it's it's not too crazy. It's there's people everywhere, but you're not waiting in a long line normally. Um, the main one that people want to get into is the race specific merchandise. And I don't know if you heard about, but figment was the challenge theme this year and figments mm-hmm. hot right now. And that stuff, it was gone, you know, immediately. So, um, it was, it was crazy, but you can't walk in. There's no standby line for that. You have to go through the virtual queue. Mm-hmm. So, and that works the same way as like genie plus or individual lightning lane. You get on there at 7am you, you sign up, it gives you a return group and a return estimated return time. And that's mm-hmm. when you come back and go. Okay. So you made it in there. I made it in. I got in probably around 1130 or so. Okay. Um, so it was, it was perfect timing. Um, I, Cause again, if they would have given me a return time at like two or three o'clock, I just wouldn't have, I just wouldn't have gone cause I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not waiting. So uh, I wanted to get over to Epcot, but I, I did get in there and I got a couple things. I, I usually get a commemorative pin for the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. This time I got a couple of pins and a, and a shirt, even though, you know, I get the individual shirts. I got one that said wine and dine weekend and it had all the themes, all the themes on the back. So it was really neat. Cool. Then heading over to Epcot, you yes. had Genie Plus again. You had oh, a lightning of course. 
for Guardians of, of the Galaxy again. You know it. You know it. I don't even have to tell you. You know. But uh, oh, and also real quick for my my race bibs, I got Corral A for the five k, which is the first ones out. So that was oh, awesome. That's I've nice. never, I've okay. never been an A before. B was the, the closest I've gotten. So I don't know. And then I never submit a proof of time for anything either. So it's just kind of. They just go on uh, estimated finish time that I put in, mm-hmm. and I guess since I'm a returning runner, um, mm-hmm. I got I got lucky, and they put me in A for the 5K, and I was in Corral C for the other two races, which there was um, it was A through E, so mm-hmm. that one I was kind of in the middle, which is is fine. The 5K I was finished, and I was on the bus, and people were still at the start line that hadn't started yet, so oh, that's wow. how much of a delay it is. So okay, yeah. Okay. But anyway, sorry. Over to Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Do you do you remember what song you got on the second day for Guardians? Oh God, I don't. I know I don't. this is like a terrible pop remember. quiz that I didn't tell you was coming. Yes, I did. I know. I could have. I could have made my notes, but really, how I made my notes for this trip report was I just went back through my pictures because I'm a big picture yeah. taker. Uh-huh. I could take the. I mean, I've got millions of pictures of spaceship earth or uh, the castle you know every time i i just can't go in there without taking pictures so i kind of never but it kind of yeah it kind of <laughs> details my trip when i go back and look at them though oh yeah i did i did this that day or you know i ate here or i rode this so uh, yeah. it's always it's always good I'm, i've got a big a bad habit of doing that but i wanted to take um the skyliner over so what i did you can't leave the expo and go straight to a park you have to go to a resort so I purposely went, jumped on the Riviera bus mm-hmm. and then got there and then went and took the Skyliner over to Epcot. So okay. that's, you know, it's kind of like the monorail. So another attraction, yep. some must do, you got to do it. So it's so relaxing. It's so cool in there with a the little breeze. And if they, if you look up and get one by yourself, it's even nicer. You can kind of just kick your feet up on the bench and just go along for the ride. It is relaxing. And I have to say that I, there's something about that little bell sound that plays and then the woman's voice that comes on and says, mm-hmm. you're now crossing whatever mm-hmm. she's saying. There's yeah. just something so comforting about that. And I guess I just have a thing for voiceover like that, the the person on the people mover, the living mm-hmm. with the land voices. All yes. of these things are like just like a little massage for my brain. I just love it. Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the whole Disney experience. Those little things like that, like the smell when you walk into Pirates yeah. of the old, you know, mildew water or whatever it is. But it's just yeah. that distinct distinct smell, and it just takes you there. I mean, it's like, all right, I'm here now. I can smell that. Uh-huh. So, yep, <laughs> I love it. So, what time did you end up entering the gates at Epcot? Um, I think it was right at right at noon. So I was there, you know, and, and I made a really good time that morning going through the expos, the different the different vendors there, and then I was over to Epcot, like I said, by noon, and I went to one of my favorite restaurants, which is the um, it's over in Mexico on the water. It's La, uh, what is it, La Cantina, right La there Cantina. on the water. Day sun, day sun, and hell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're both so good at pronouncing this, right? <laughs> yeah, you can tell we're bilingual for sure. But um, yeah, I love I love going to get like the nachos and you know just sitting out there at the water with a mm-hmm. may or may not may or may not have a margarita to go with that. And oh just, yeah, you know, it's so nice out there. I just want them to get rid of the barges so you can see World Showcase Lagoon without all that uh, mm-hmm. in the way. But it's still nice. 
but uh, I was able to ride a ton of things again, everything I wanted to ride. Um, uh, see Frozen, uh, Ratatouille again, Soren, Living with the Land, which is a very underrated attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, Test Track, Spaceship Earth, and then of course Guardians. I always close the night out mm-hmm. with a good ride on Guardians. You can't beat it. Yeah. Even though it's an indoor ride, there's something about riding that at night and walking yeah. out and it being dark. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It I, I agree. Different. It's It does. And, um, and a lot of rides are like that. It's almost like you get two different experiences if you ride something during the day and then at night, like even flight of passage, same thing. It's inside, yeah. but you walk, you're walking through at night or you come out when it's dark. Um, mm-hmm. Probably big thunder mountain is my favorite to ride at night though. Oh I yeah. I think it's, it's so different. It's almost like a different attraction at night. Oh, for sure. And then if you can catch it during the fireworks. Oh yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So um, after I did all that, you know, uh, rode everything that I wanted to ride, and I was back at Mars Warped um, and in the bed by 8 o'clock because I had a 2.30 wake-up call. And I will remind listeners or tell people for the first time if they did not listen to the pre-trip report, but yes. uh, John has a rule that he does not eat after 5 p.m. on the That's night before a race. That is true. You don't want to have any chance of a stomach issue. So the earlier you can eat, um, the better, and then you can worry about that after your race. You can yeah. Feed your belly then. That's what I do. All right. So how was getting to sleep? Any any trouble? The good thing about Disney, these rooms, you can pretty much be in the pitch dark, which that helps a lot. And, you know, I was I was a little tired. I was I had a lot of anxiety, I guess. Not nervousness, but just anxious, I guess is the word. Just, you know, looking forward to to the races and getting started. Mm-hmm. I always set two alarms on my phone test the volume, make sure it's not turned down, you know, and mm-hmm. then uh, off to bed because that 2.30 alarm is going to is gonna be there before you know it. So I uh, had a little bit of trouble falling asleep the first night, but after that, no problems at all. Okay. All right. So you got up at 2.30, yes. and what time were you out at the bus? The first bus, I supposed to leave at 3, so I'm always out there for that first one. Um, so... You know, it's just getting up and getting my, my running stuff on so it doesn't take me very long. Mm-hmm. Just throw that on and, and out the door to the bus stop. I was fairly close. I think I was two buildings away from the main building. So, you know, it didn't take me very long. And I was I was there. I was on the first bus each morning. And mm-hmm. I like to get over to the start of the race um, where everything's at early. And that way... There's a, usually a wait to get into your corral, but then I always want to be at the front of my corral because that means that even if I'm in one of the, you know, C, D, or E, if you're at the front of those corral, you're still going to have thousands of people behind you. So uh-huh. you don't want to you don't want to see the balloon ladies, which is the you know that's the last people on the on the course, and they'll sweep you after a certain amount of time if you're not uh-huh. you know keeping up pace. Uh, so you don't want to do that, but I've never been, I've never even seen them, but you know, I know they're, I know they're out there. So Can I'm, I'm ask, trying to stay I mean, way ahead. You may not know this since you've never been swept, but when they do sweep somebody, like what's that mm-hmm. process like? Are they just like, you need to leave the course, but in a really nice and kind way that only a balloon lady can say? Yes. I think that is, I've, I've heard of some people getting swept, 
But pretty much, if you're the last one to start the race, if you keep a 16-minute mile pace, you're going to be fine. So mm-hmm. unless there's like an injury or, or something like that, I, I can't imagine someone getting swept because you can walk a 16-minute mile. Um, uh-huh. So, um, But I think they come by in like a van and just scoop you up and you, they take you to the finish line. You still get your medal, which, you know, okay. I don't know. I get it. You paid for it, but uh, I don't know. I think you gotta at least have to finish the race to get your medal. But mm-hmm. uh, when somebody's paying, especially that kind of money for something, you, you know, you're going to get your medal. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get, I get what you're saying. You kind of want to be like, okay, I earned this one. Yeah, and a ton of people, yeah, a ton of people do. I've seen people walk the whole thing. I've seen people do the walk run method, mm-hmm. which is fine. You're out there doing it, so who am I to say anything about it? Personally, I. I I like to pride myself when I to do it. I just don't want to stop. I want to keep running. I want to run the entire time. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to set any records. You know, I'm going at slow and steady pace, but my goal is to never stop. So, yeah, that's me. So for this particular race, did you see any fun characters as you were going past? I, I'm imagining you didn't stop for any, but... No, I don't because again, there's lines there, but, and yeah. I think once I, if I stop, it'd be hard for me to, you know, get back up and get my pace going again. So I just mm-hmm. slow and steady. I power through. I still get to see all the characters. I don't I just don't get my picture made with them. Um, this, this theme for the 5k was Alice in Wonderland. So they had uh Mad Hatter was out. Alice was out. Um, maybe the Cheshire cat. Um, and then you'll, you know, of course there's, um, Different ones sprinkled throughout. I don't think it's ever set in stone. It's different for each race. Um, yeah. And I did hear that Disney, every every mile has three points of entertainment uh, for every mile. So whether it's a band playing, a DJ, a character meet and greet, uh, something. They, they It's, you know, something all the time to try to keep your interest, to uh, motivate you, to, to encourage you to keep going. So it's mm-hmm. that's what sets the, these run Disney races apart from the ones in your local town. Well, I would like to try one at some point, I think, but... You got to. You got to. You can do it. I promise you. I feel like I definitely could do it. I think what uh, would be more stressful for me would be trying to get signed up for it because I had heard that they sell out so quickly. So it just sounds really competitive to even get a spot. It is. I, I don't know if I should even tell this, but oh, gosh. no, it's a, little, it's, it's a tip. It's a little tip. Okay. So I get like, all right, so I've got my cell phone. I've got my laptop. I've got my wife's cell phone. My three, I have three kids. I've got mm-hmm. their three iPads and I've got them laid out there and I'm, you know, I'm logging in to all those devices and I'm praying that one of them works. And, and normally at least one, sometimes I'll get two or three and then I can just pick the one that's the quickest and mm-hmm. get registered and I've never I've only missed registration one time and then I was able to to go through a charity uh to be able to do it so my multiple device method is is has worked now for the the past several races okay all right good tip good uh, tip there it is all right so are you able to share what your what your time was for this 5k um, I have to look it up to be exact, but I, I think it was around 38 minutes. So, okay. um, my, my fastest time, well, recently has been right at 30 minutes. 
Uh, but back in high school, I, I ran cross country and my best time was like 1832, which oh, wow. uh, that's, yeah, that's, that was moving. And that's, that was a lot of years and a lot of pounds ago. So that's probably not ever going to happen again. So I, I try to, especially on these race weekends with multiple races, I try to keep that same pace, the same pace that I would have for a 10K or even a half marathon, even for the 5K, uh, just to, to have that consistency. And there's, you know, there's no pressure. There's no, I'm not trying to, like I said, set my personal record because that's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. I'm just out there enjoying it and just like I said, slow and steady and not stopping and I want to finish. And mm-hmm. so, um, like I said, I finished and I was already getting on the bus and the start line was still packed with people that hadn't even started the race yet. So what time was that? I finished up. It was, let's see, we start, I started some crowd A, so it was right at five o'clock a couple minutes after so I was done before 6 a.m. oh wow okay yeah so I know that you had said that your plan was to go back to uh the resort and Mm -hmm. uh you know maybe even grab a nap before going in definitely and I definitely did this day um I went back and got a shower and then I did take about an hour nap or so um, cause you can purchase, you don't have to wait until seven to purchase genie plus you can purchase it at midnight for the, mm-hmm. the next day. And yeah. so, um, going to Epcot or no, sorry, going to Hollywood studios this day. Um, so I was able to, you know, go ahead and get that purchase, take me a nap mm-hmm. when I got up and then head over to Hollywood studios by nine o'clock, which was, I think it opened at eight thirty. But opening there it just seems to take longer than the other parks for some reason. There's always huge crowds out there. So even at 9 o'clock, there was a, still quite a bit of people and, and quite a line out there that had to wait just to get into the park. But that's still pretty close to, um, that's still pretty close to the opening anyway. So it's yeah. not like you were like super late. Definitely. But, and, and you know, I'd already gone back and even got me a little power nap in. Um, so I was ready to go as soon as I got in. I went ahead and got a individual lightning lane for the Rise of the Resistance because that's mm-hmm. uh, one that's an awesome attraction. Um, got to do that. And then you know, I started using my, my Genie Plus. Um, did the Frozen sing-along, which is kind of weird going there <laughs> by myself. But that one was really just to kill some time because uh, my very first lightning lane wasn't until God, what time was it? It was like eleven o'clock, so I had like two hours, um, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to wait in any line. So I was like, "What shows can I go see?" So mm-hmm. I, I did that one, and I did the Indiana Jones show, mm-hmm. um, and then I had uh, the famous lunch at the ABC commissary with my buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Highly, rec- highly, highly recommend that one. Another pro tip: ABC commons- commissary. Um, free refills on fountain beverages. So, mm-hmm. you know, every other, most every other place they'll charge you for, I don't even think they do refills. You have to buy a whole different, you know, a whole nother drink, um, mm-hmm. but you can, you can unlimited, unlimited there. So that's yeah, a, that's, that's the one, one where you remember. can fill up your cup yourself, right? Yeah. That's like a yep, fountain. Just, okay. It is. They give you your cup and you can, I mean, I guess you could come back and <laughs> fill it up the rest of the day if you wanted to. But uh, yeah. definitely while you're in there eating, you can you can fill it up as many times as you want. I will frequently choose ABC Commissary for lunch when I'm in Hollywood Studios um, because they have a really good – it's like a Mediterranean bowl type thing that is mm-hmm. yep. really good. Yeah. And I think that uh, that that place is a little bit underrated when it comes it is. to it is. choices. 
yeah, there's not a, there's not a tremendous amount of places to eat there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a couple they have a lot of ones you have to have reservations for, like Sci-Fi or Fifties or Brown mm-hmm. Derby um, or even Pizza Rizzo. So all those you have to book those ahead of time. So I like a good on the fly, you know, mm-hmm. do a mobile order. So the ABC Commissary is my go-to. Um, just for that reason. And there's usually some good seating kind of tucked away in the back where you can just get out of the heat if it's a hot day uh, or just go in there and relax. So that's, that's what I did. And then um, I was able to do, uh, let's see here, Tower of Terror, Mickey's Runaway Railway, Slinky Dog. That's my, my daughters. They love that. It's their favorite. So I had to send them a video live from Slinky Dog. So they love that. (laughs) And then of course, um, after all that, I was back at Epcot for mm-hmm. the night to okay. close out the night. So what time did you do your um, your hop? So um, it was probably around you know, 5 o'clock or so because uh, my only goal was to go ride Guardians again. So mm-hmm. I'd purchase that. And you can purchase two Lightning Lanes per day. I don't know if people know that, but you're limited to two. So I did Rise and I did Guardians. So, But if you – for some reason, if you wanted to purchase another one, if you went to another park, it won't let mm-hmm. you do but two per day. So I don't, I don't know if everybody knows that. I wasn't. I don't think I was aware, but uh, I did yeah, find it's that. It's a little, out. little strange. You would think Disney would want to take your money if you were willing yeah. to give it. But. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> take it. Ride as many as you want, as long as you're paying for it. But I mean, you know, I was able to use Eugenie Plus that day too for, you know, for several attractions. So definitely worth it. Um, mm-hmm. I did not buy you know, the multiple park uh, Genie mm-hmm. Plus option that day because I knew the only thing I wanted to do in Epcot was was Guardians that night. And it was basically hop in there, ride that, and then I was I was out. And yeah. Back to the resort. Yep. And back to bed early. Back to bed early. Another 7, 7.30 bedtime, and then another 2.30 get up on Saturday morning. Okay. So running specific question, is your, whatever you're going to wear or bring with you different for a 10K or the half marathon than it was for the 5K? No, basically the same. Um, Really just depends on the weather. Um, Sometimes I'll wear like uh, running tights with shorts over top of those. If it's like springtime surprise when it's going to be warmer, I'll, I'll just do shorts. Um, but basically the same, this whole weekend was, was basically the same outfit. The only thing that I do differently is on the, the actual half marathon, I'll have some more fuel type stuff that I carry with me, like the little race goos. I don't know if you know what those are, but it's just like a really thick um, yeah. <laughs> goo. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I got some just... for free when I ordered, I ordered some like energy bars. This was during the pandemic. I got influence mm-hmm. to order some energy type bars um and they had thrown in some free little packets of of goo (laughs) with my order and i don't even know what it was called but um (laughs) but my husband was like really big into running during the pandemic and so i was like here have this goo and (laughs) he was like this is disgusting yeah so yeah there's there's a bunch. There's a lot of different kinds. Um, I like a strawberry banana. It's like my favorite one. That's really the only one that I even will use now. And um, so I'll have those. I'll have some of those um, energized sport jelly beans. I have some of those um, just in case. Uh, honey stinger. It's like 
It's almost like a little sugar cookie. That it's mm-hmm. not too sweet, but it's an energy thing. So I'll throw a couple of those in my pocket for the longer races. But for the five and the ten k, I'm just I just got gum. I always have to have gum when I run. Uh, but that's all I need for those the shorter distance races. Do you listen to your headphones when you're doing these, or are you listening to whatever they're playing? Okay. Um, a little of both. When I'm in the corrals, um, waiting, they always have a DJ there. They have the race mm-hmm. host, which is uh, Carissa Galloway, Jeff Galloway's daughter, who or his daughter-in-law. He's the one that's the Olympian that does all the training programs. So mm-hmm. um, she's up there with a couple of the other people that do all the run Disney races. So they're pretty entertaining, and there's so many people in that area. Unless you've downloaded um, some songs or a podcast or whatever, you're not going to be able to have the service to even listen to it. So a lot of times I'll just turn on music that I have saved, but that you really don't need it because there's, like I said, there's entertainment throughout all the races. So it's just it's just for me because it, it tells me my time and my pace and my ear as I'm yeah. going to. So I always, I always have my earbuds in. Okay. All right. So 10K. How did 10K. that go? It went great. Actually, did a personal record on the 10K. So it oh, was without it was even good. trying for a personal record. Not even. No, it just happens. You know, it's different when you're there. You just when it when it's a race, it's always like you perform a little bit better, even if you don't really mean to. You're not really pushing yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to do that. Uh, it went well. Um, 10K is you know 6.2 miles, so it's not terrible. Um, kept basically the same pace as I had for the 5k. I mean, I, I um, beg to differ as a non-runner. That sounds terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not bad. The key is just, you know, just slow and steady. I'm telling you that, that is the key. Some people, you know, they go out too hard at the very first and then you wear yourself out and then you're gassed. So you got to just mm-hmm. go slow and steady, slow, steady, smooth the whole way. That's my advice. All right. So what time did you finish up the 10K? So I finished that one. Um, it was right around hour and 20, hour 15, something like that. I can't remember my exact time, but it was um, my personal best on that. Um, able to go right back to the buses, go back to the resort, shower, and got a little power nap in that morning as well. And then mm-hmm. my park for the day was going to be Animal Kingdom. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, there by, by rope drop again, nine o'clock. I was there. So for Genie Plus, I'm imagining you just got it for Animal Kingdom for this day as well, because A, that's the cheapest one if mm-hmm. you don't upgrade to the park hopper. And B, you had a half marathon coming up the next day. So I can't imagine I you were going to go hard on your park time. No, not not as hard as I normally would go. But I actually, um, I looked at it and uh, the hopper... Um, option for the Genie Plus wasn't, but I think four dollars more. So I went ahead and, oh. and did it because oh, I was that's not bad back at and, all. Okay, no, it wasn't bad. And I knew um, Animal Kingdom. I love Animal Kingdom. On a normal day, a normal trip, I could spend all day there and just take in all the details. Um, but you know, I wanted just certain things that I wanted to get done there. I wanted to see or do. And then I, my plan was to hop back to the Magic Kingdom uh, for a little bit that evening. So. Okay. Um, so got there early, and my my tip for Animal Kingdom is go right at the Tree of Life because everybody goes left to either Pandora or 
to Africa for the safari. If you go right, the park is empty. You've got it to yourself pretty much. So it's, it's really neat. Even if you don't ride anything or, or mm-hmm. go to a show or anything, you, you can just kind of stroll around with no crowds. And it's really nice. I usually grab me a cup of coffee and from Joffrey's or something like that and, mm-hmm. and just kind of stroll through a very slow pace and just take in the, the atmosphere and the sights and the sounds without a huge amount of crowds that you're going to run into once you get back around to Africa and to Pandora. Okay. So did you see any shows that day in particular? Because you mentioned did, Lion um, King. Yes, I did. I went to Festival of Lion King. I think that was at noon because I think they do every hour on the hour pretty much all day. Um, so I was able to, to get over there with, you know, I was the first one in line and I got there maybe 30 minutes early. So I just kind of got there and messed on my phone uh, for a little while. And then before I knew it, they were opening the doors and I was sitting basically on the front row uh, for that show, which is it's a must do for me. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you happen to catch Finding Nemo? I did not. I've only, I haven't even seen the new Finding Nemo show. The last one I saw was when it was the old version, um, and I just haven't been back to it. So um, I don't know. Oh, okay. It's, it's not, it's not it. my favorite. I, I've heard I've heard it's better, so I want to try it out. But um, I just for some reason I yeah. just didn't I just didn't go this time. It's condensed now, okay. so I, I'm just going based on off my memory. I think it was about 20 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. And it's really so good, definitely wanna, especially yeah. like the role of Crush. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Like the the person that we saw do it the last time I was in there was just incredible. Just the, the singing was okay. off the hook. Was, well, I'm definitely going to check it out next time then. Um, my wife misses the – they used to have a Tarzan show in that theater, mm-hmm. and she still talks about that, how she misses that show. It was really neat. And interactive. I think they did rollerblades or something up and down the aisles, and it was just she, she. I never saw it, but she tells me about it. So I guess she, maybe she's got a little bit of, uh, you know, she remembers that one. So she doesn't, you know, really give the Nemo show much of a chance. But I do want to check it out next time. It's worth checking out. For All sure. right, what else did you get done that day? Um, did the safari? That was my first um, attraction, so I did that. Um, which I love doing that because it's different every time. You never know. You're going to see the same animals, but like, for instance, this time we had a giraffe walk across right in front of our truck and he stopped to eat. So we sat there for a few minutes and just to see those, those animals that close, is just, it's just awesome because mm-hmm. they're so unique and they're just so, so beautiful. We heard a, the lioness was up and walking around, which you don't hardly ever see. And she actually roared. That was really neat to hear that. It's such a, you don't hear that oh, stuff. Cool. From, you know, yeah. you live in a city or you live in a suburb somewhere. You're not going to hear a lion. Well, uh, I mean, I hope you don't hear a lion. They're usually asleep, you know, when you go through the safari, even if it's first thing in the morning. So it was just neat to see them up and about. Um, then, of course, I did uh, Gorilla Falls. That's probably my, my favorite uh, trail. And um, I usually just skip right to the end and I can just sit there and watch the gorillas all day. I think they're amazing creatures. So just to sit there and watch them uh, for a few minutes. And it's usually not crowded there. So you kind of got that that to yourself for the most part. Uh, if people are there, they're usually buzzing through it pretty quick. So I'll just yeah. sit and watch them for a while. Um, then I headed over to uh, Pandora. So they had um, Lightning Lane for Flight of Passage. 
and then I did a Genie Plus for Navi River Journey. So, which is a horrible line if you don't, if you ever have to wait oh in that God. line. It is so many worst. switchbacks. It is oh, it's brutal. And so, it's always like somebody posted just today on some group I'm in. Uh, uh, you know, the fl- the flight of passage wait time was 25 minutes and the Navi River journey wait time was 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it's kind of a slow loading ride. And I don't know. I think it's definitely worth doing. But in my opinion, it's only worth doing if it happens to be a walk-on or if you have a Genie Plus reservation. Exactly. Yeah. And um, we've made the mistake of waiting in that line before without, you know, a genie plus or without it being a short line and it is it's terrible and we did it with kids which is an even <laughs> bigger mistake because it's just <laughs> there's nothing there i mean there's nothing to see in that line it's just back no. and forth back and forth and oh man it, it's rough so definitely recommend see that that's worth my price of genie plus right there just avoiding that line so did that um Everest was down, which I was super bummed about because that's probably my second favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World. Um, so I went and had down lunch. Down because of difficulties or down because they're doing renovations or something? No, no, down for difficulties. So when I when I first got to the park, you know, I always well, I go to the right, go through Dino Land and come around Asia that way. Uh, they had cast members all out there in front, and they were saying, it's down now, it's down this morning, they're working on it. So I kept checking on my app throughout the day. Um, finally, after Pandora, I went over to uh, have a lunch at Flame Tree Barbecue, which is another favorite uh, spot mm-hmm. um, because I get my food and then I'll sit right there and you can look across the lake there and Everest is in the background. Um, as I was eating my food, I looked up and lo and behold, the, it was going. So I knew that right after I ate, I was heading that way, which... Okay. Could have been a bad choice after a meal, <laughs> but <laughs> it worked out. So uh, I didn't do a um, lightning lane for it just because they were all gone by the end of the mm-hmm. day because of, the, of it being down. So mm-hmm. my backup was to jump in the single rider line because that's one of the few attractions that has that option. But it was packed. So it was, I mean, that was probably my longest wait of the entire trip, if you want me to be honest, because of how backed up the single rider line was. So it's probably 20 minutes, which is not terrible, but it's not you know, terrible, but not, yeah. not terrible at all. But normally it's, you walk up and you get, I mean, it's, it's a walk. Oh, first thing in the morning. Rider. Oh yeah. Especially then. Yeah. When we were there for my birthday weekend, Alex and I wrote it five times in a row. First thing in the morning mm-hmm. with no weight, just one yeah. right after the other. That would, that was perhaps a bad decision, but, um, but we did <laughs> it five times in a row. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, when I was there um, in April for springtime surprise, there was no wait like that. And I asked the cast member, I said, what's the record of consecutive rides on this? And they were like, I'm not sure, but I ended up doing it 17 times what? in a row. Yes. Oh God. Okay. I'm, I don't so, want to tell Alex that because then he's going to like want to, because that, that's why we did it five times in a row is because yeah. the last time we had done it, we had ridden it three times in a row and he was like, we have to beat our record. And so we did it five times in a row. And if I tell him that somebody has done it 17 times in a row, he's going to be like, come on, mom, we can do it 18 times. You can do it. You can do it. That's the unofficial record. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and claim that. Okay, but uh, okay. I don't know. I'm I was starting. Usually, I mean, I've got a pretty strong stomach and by, 
you know, toward the end of my last couple of rides, I was starting to feel it a little bit. So I was like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> so I had to walk away, but it was awesome. So this time, stark contrast, I only rode it one time. Mm-hmm. And then I had to get out of there because I had plans to get to the Magic Kingdom. So that's where I headed next. As soon as I was waiting for two o'clock. And so uh, I hopped over, which that's going away, but that's still in effect right now. I think through January 8th. Yeah. And, yeah. But then, I'm looking even, forward to it. Yeah. Even then, though, I think if you're annual pass, you still have to do park reservations even after January 8th. I think I understand that correctly. You do. And I was asking somebody on a previous episode um, if they knew that for those of us who have to make the park reservation, if because the the hopping time is now hop whenever you want or whatever it is, is is there a specific time? I can't even remember, but it's not two o'clock anymore. So does that mean mm-hmm. that I as an annual pass holder still need to go and tap into the park that I reserved and then I can hop or can I just hop? Does, is the fact that I have a reservation for a park enough to tell you my body will be in the parks today? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to commit to which one it will be in? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And um, I, I don't, definitely don't have to wait till 2 o'clock because Animal Kingdom, if you, I mean, like I said, you can take all day there, but you can also have everything done well before 2 o'clock that you want to do mm-hmm. and have yeah. time left over, time to spare. So um, I don't know. I'll find that out when I when I go back in January. I'll, I'll ask that question and get to the bottom of that because, yeah, um, yeah I, I, that's something that we need to know. But hopefully they do away with it for everybody. I I hope so. I hope so. And like I said, even if they want to know what days you're going to be there, if it could just be like a general reservation system to say, I will be coming this day. Yeah. Like that to me should be enough. That should be plenty. So, yeah. Well, to be determined on that, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, All right. So So what time was it when you made it over to Magic Kingdom? Was the bus – was it smooth sailing or was it a long well, ride? Well, that was really the only issue I had was on this this trip from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. When I walked up to the bus stop, it was packed. There was probably, I'd, I'd say, 70 people waiting. And wow. Yeah. And so I know a bus had not been there, you know, anytime recent. So we are just kind of waiting, waiting. Everybody was getting a little antsy. There was Epcot buses, Hollywood Studio, three or four Hollywood Studios buses. Everybody was getting restless. Um, and so I got on the My Disney Experience app, and you can chat with someone. And I said, hey, you know, there's no bus from Animal Kingdom to Magic Kingdom. We've got probably 100 people in line now. You know, there's been three or four buses for every other park and resorts. And and then uh, they answered back that, one would be there in like eight minutes or something. So I told everybody and they're like, Oh, thanks for for doing that. And I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. I just kind of checked and just make somebody aware. But uh, finally a bus came and we were, uh, or I was on my way over to magic kingdom. Did everyone fit onto the bus? No, that was the problem too, because I said uh-huh. some of these people have been waiting, but the ones at the back are not going to be able to get on. So, um, but luckily I think they sent a couple consecutive buses and got everybody out of there, but I got on that first one and and didn't look back, but it was packed on there. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, no, no other transportation issues as far as Disney's transportation goes. So it was, it was fine. Um, and when I got to the magic kingdom, guess what? No more Halloween. 
it was Christmas. Oh, <laughs> so wow. they had everything up. So I know it was a couple of days in between, but mm-hmm. it's still amazing how, how quickly they can transform those parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the special on Disney Plus about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, watched that. I that just find that fascinating. Amazing. I want to go visit their Christmas decoration storage facility. It yeah, looks really it looks, cool. <laughs> it looks really cool. I've done um, the, let's see, what was it? The behind the scenes, Keys of the Kingdom. That's the Keys one I've done. Yeah. Keys of the Kingdom. So you don't really see the Christmas part, but it does take you backstage to where you can see the utilities and you can see mm-hmm. some of the, the floats from the parade. So it's yeah. kind of neat to see all that, kind of how it all works together. And uh, yeah. yes, it's really neat. Yeah, that's on my list, but I'm uh, I've been forbidden from doing it until Alex is old enough to do it with me. So I'm that's right. I'm sticking to that promise. <laughs> don't want to don't want to ruin the magic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You arrived at Magic Kingdom. You saw Christmas mm-hmm. decorations. Yes. What was what was your first item on your agenda? Well, my my favorite attraction in Magic Kingdom is Space Mountain. So it's probably my number three overall. Um, so it's always a must do for me. So I remember when I was a little kid and me and my brother went on spring break and our mom and dad sat out and we just ran off Space Mountain and got back on it. It was just like there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, the first memories I have of Disney World is just riding Space Mountain over and over and over again when I was younger, probably middle school age. And um, yeah, so it's still I still love it. People say it's rough and it it is jerky. Um might have to have back surgery after riding it, but it's still, I still love it. I got a pro tip for it too. Wear, if you got sunglasses, wear them during the ride. It makes it darker. It makes the turns and the drops even more unexpected. So that's, Oh my gosh. I would be yeah. nervous about losing my sunglasses though. Um, I, I don't know. Mine stay on. They're, they're tight against my face, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm constantly pushing mine up. So maybe I just need better fitting sunglasses. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But it is. It's kind of like um, it's, it's kind of like a different ride because it just mm-hmm. blacks out what little bit you can see uh, normally. So it's just mm-hmm. it just enhances it a little bit, I think. Yep, I bet. Um, an- another reason that I was hopping over to Magic Kingdom um, again this day is because I always try to get my I take like a metal pick in front of a corresponding attraction or something. So um, I had my uh, Alice in Wonderland medal. So I went over to the, you know, the Mad Tea Party and got a couple pictures there and then took my um, Be Our Guest and went in front of Beast Castle in front of Be Our Guest Restaurant and kind of went on that little bridge there and took some pictures there of, of those. So I always try to do that. So for springtime surprise, the theme this year was Pixar. So it was like cars and Nemo and those type of things. So I went actually to Art of Animation and, and took some of the pictures there. So it was really neat. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. I always do that. So, um, And then um, Road Pirates, because that's another one of my favorites. And it's usually not a wait. So um, even if you don't have Genie Plus, you can usually get on Pirates pretty quick. But it's just a classic, trend, uh, you know, attraction. So I always try to do that when I am in the Magic Kingdom. And then I did uh, People Mover, and I think that's the only thing that I did in Magic Kingdom. And then guess where I headed after that? Epcot. Back to Epcot. Yes. <laughs> Every night, I'm telling you, I had to had to ride Guardians again. So I had my Lightning Lane purchased, and I was on my way back over there. So I took the the monorail back. 
Did you do anything else in Epcot besides Guardians or was it like a swoop in, do Guardians, swoop out? Pretty much swoop in and swoop out because I'd already, um, you know, it was already starting to get a little bit later and mm-hmm. the half marathon, I definitely wanted to be back at the room and get, uh, you know, maximize my sleep for that night because 13 miles is no joke. Mm-hmm. Out of Epcot, back to the resort, any Anything to note in your getting ready process, your alarm, everything went okay for that? Yeah, everything was the same. Um, I was in the bed by, I think it was 7.30 that night. So I went just a little earlier. Wow, okay. Yeah. And, you know, pulled the blackout (laughs) curtains over and I was out. So 2.30 came early uh, on the next morning on Sunday, November 5th. And then it was over to back to Epcot parking lot for the half marathon. Half marathon was Encanto themed, so that's yes. fun. So I bet you yeah, had cool. a lot of Encanto characters along the way. Had a lot of a lot of Brunos, a lot of Mirabels. Yeah, mm-hmm. had had all that. So even the race announcers were dressed up in Encanto theme, and saw a lot of figments because if you did. Um, the 10K and the half marathon, that was the figment challenge. So that was the, the fourth uh, medal mm-hmm. and shirt that you were able to get for this particular weekend if you did all the races. So uh, a lot of figment, a lot of Encanto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything uh, special that was during the half marathon that maybe was not during the 5K or the 10K? Any um, entertainment or anything that they do special for, for a longer race like that? They do the longer the race, they add more entertainment. So you'll get, um, some more rare characters you'll get, um, they had, it was really cool. They had a couple of high school, like marching bands out mm-hmm. there with cheerleaders. I mean, just encouragement and motivation with the music and the drums and stuff. So it was really it really gets you going when you're when you're running by that, and you've got all these volunteers out there, people cheering you on. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just a really encouraging atmosphere, and I mean, like I said, anybody can can do it, and especially you know down there because it's no pressure, and everybody's just so positive and cheering for you, and it's just yeah, it's really nice. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything in particular uh, on the half marathon that was different. You do get a few more like snack stations they had like a jelly bean those energy jelly beans i was telling you mm-hmm. about they have those stations um and then of course more water and gator or powerade stations for the full marathon if you if you do that in january they'll have even more they'll have bananas they'll have all kinds of stuff out there because you know a full marathon is is you gotta be insane to do that so you gotta have <laughs> a little bit extra out there but yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, what parks do you go through for the half? Well, they're they're different. In the past marathon weekend, you you go through Magic Kingdom, but we didn't go through Magic Kingdom um, mm-hmm. on this weekend. It was only Epcot, and then we ran through Hollywood Studios. So on um, marathon weekend, you go through all four parks, but for this weekend, it was just Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So I'm imagining when you go through Epcot, you're basically running around the World Showcase. Pretty much. You come in, um, you start in the Epcot parking lot, and then you immediately go out to the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you come back, after you, I can't remember the exact route, but you come in kind of in between uh, or right beside the Mexico Pavilion. And then you run okay. pretty much around World Showcase. And then you go out um, before you get back. I think you cross 
you go out before you get to France. Mm-hmm. And then you come back in kind of on the other side of that and go across the bridge over to the United Kingdom and then back out again. So they've got you kind of weaving in and out. And then you always finish coming back through Epcot and you go right around in front of Mission Space and kind of out beside Test Track and then back to the parking lot. So okay. Epcot, you'll you'll see the most of on, on your Disney races. That's the park that you're in most of the time. But running through... Um, you know, Hollywood Studios is so cool. You run right past the Tower of Terror and it's all lit up because, I mean, it's five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock. It's still dark out and uh, everything's all lit up and it's just really. Is that where you it's, enter it's Hollywood experience. Studios? Right, you do. The... You, come in, you come in behind uh, Tower of Terror and kind of run back up mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard and then out. So you don't run back in anywhere else. Um, it did run through on this particular half. You did go through Galaxy's Edge, too. So that was kind of neat. To run oh, that's, there. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. To see it lit up at night too. It's really nice. At night. I mean, to be fair, oh, this is yes. the morning. Night. Yeah. At dark, I'd say. It's still dark outside. <laughs> Sun's not quite up yet. Yeah. So, but actually set a personal record on the half marathon too. So, John, John, I'm, John, well, you well, weren't going to try for, <laughs> for anything. I say that, you are but it's... breaking records left and right. <laughs> yeah, but my this is just my record, so they're nothing, you know, great. But uh, broke the three hour mark, which I think my fastest before that was like three hours and two minutes. Mm-hmm. I think I did it in two forty five. I think that's what it was. Wow! So shaved about fifteen minutes off. So, yeah, yeah, it might not be great, but it was it was good for me. So uh, I enjoyed it, and I, I didn't really, you know, sometimes when you're running that distance, your legs will get really weak. You'll start you know, feeling it, and I, I felt great the whole time. So hmm. I guess my, you know, my uh, eating before five o'clock really really worked this time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if I can keep that a habit up going forward. Okay, all right. What time were you back at your resort by? Uh, I was back, um, let's see, it was probably around probably 7.30 or 8 once I got back, um, mm-hmm. and then a quick shower, and this was checkout day, so I was actually, did lay down for a few minutes, I never did go back to sleep, um, because I knew I didn't have that much time, and I still needed to pack up everything, so I did lay down and just rest for a little bit, and like look through some pictures on my phone and that type of thing, um, and then packed up everything, and jumped on a bus back to Epcot. So Epcot was going to be the park for the day. Um, went to guest services, which is if you're looking directly at Spaceship Earth from the entrance, mm-hmm. it's on the left there. It's where you can rent strollers and wheelchairs. But if you go there, they'll they'll check a bag and hold it for you for 10 bucks, And mm-hmm. it could be all day long. So I checked my bag and then I was off, uh, off to the park. So the only thing I wanted to do, of course, was guardians but i ended up doing <laughs> spaceship earth and living with the land and then you know i walked world showcase um so i was able to do that um got my my metal picks i had um Encanto. i did it in front of the mexico pavilion because i didn't really have another option i know mm-hmm. that it's not really a mexico theme i think it's more like South America, maybe. It but, is, but they have pyramids you know. there too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do I want to go to Coronado or do I just, I'll just do it here in front <laughs> of the pyramid in Mexico? So I did that um, and then went to Imagination and did my figment metal mm-hmm. pick. And then I did a full metal, like all my metals, like in front of me with, with some, on my arm, kind of showing them all off. 
with Spaceship Earth in the background. So mm-hmm. I got some pretty good shots. I'll have to I'll send you some of these pictures so you can you know you can include those with the report if you want to. And then that oh, way yeah. you'll well, kind of pictures- see what I'm talking about. Yeah, any pictures you share will definitely be on our podcast Instagram page. So if you're listening, you can head over there and and see what we're talking about right this second. Yes, definitely. Um, so um, back to the day at Epcot. Uh, I know I needed to leave. My flight was at 6.48 p.m. So that's when it was leaving. So I wanted to leave um, Epcot by 4 o'clock, and that would give me plenty of time. Because if you've ever flown out of Orlando International Airport, you know that security is a nightmare. And mm-hmm. you're going to wait. That's the longest way to my trip was the security lines at MCO. So I wanted to give myself uh, plenty of time to get through uh, to get through that. So, Do you um, have TSA actually, recheck? I don't. I don't. I've, I should have gotten it. Um, I think it would be know, worth getting for you. Uh, yeah. And Especially I'll tell for you, Orlando. Yeah. I will tell you that. I, I've had a global entry for years now, and that includes TSA PreCheck. It's only like $15 more to get global entry. Even if you are rarely going to go international, it's worth the $15 mm-hmm. extra. Dollars. Um, right. When it comes to traveling with your kids, because they're minors, if they're traveling with you, they would get the TSA symbol on their ticket as well. So you really only need it for the adult that's going to be walking through with them. So like if you and your okay. wife both got TSA pre-check, then all of your kids should be able to get through with the two of you, even though you only purchase it for the two of you. Okay. That's a good so. tip. Cause I, I definitely thought about it. I've actually gone through the steps up mm-hmm. until the point where you have to pay for it. Then I'm like, Oh, 95 bucks. I want to do it. But you know, if, um, uh, if it's, it'd be worth it if it's, you know, several trips. It is definitely oh, worth it, it's so. good for a number. I think it's, well, I don't know what the TSA pre-check is, but the global entry, which includes TSA pre-check, is, which is what I have, I think is good for five years. So oh, you're well, paying yeah, that. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's well worth it, in my opinion. Definitely. And then oh, sure. uh, you do have to do the interview when you first get it. But like the renewal process, I was able to do online. It was so okay. easy. I didn't have to go in or anything. Hmm. So. I'm definitely going to check into that to avoid those lines because it is it is a nightmare. And those people are not nice either. They're just, <laughs> I mean, they're like, move it along, keep up going. You know, they're just, know. and it was so weird. We had to go, we had to get in like a trio and walk forward while this mm-hmm. dog was sniffing around. And it was crazy. I'm like, are they looking for something or are they just on high alert right now with what all is going on in the world? So, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I got there in plenty of time. Like I said, um, I got my bag from the uh, guest services and went out to the rideshare little mm-hmm. circle lot, if you know what I'm talking about, and mm-hmm. called my Uber. He was there in five minutes, and we were on our way to the airport. Nice. And did your flight leave on time? It did. It did. Um, we boarded a little later than it said, but somehow they they took off, and I was back in Charlotte by 8.30. Um had my family came and picked me up because, mm-hmm. as you know, I had my Jeep towed on the <laughs> way to the airport, so I had no transportation. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, but they were excited to see me, and I was excited to see them too. So I know it was past the kids' bedtime; they were up a little late that night, but it was worth it to see them. So yeah. uh, it was good to be back. I love Disney, but it's always good to to be back home too. Mm-hmm. Wow, what an amazing trip that was. I want to call it a marathon just to be funny. 
but it was a whirlwind. And um, and I think I, I think you may maybe you'll inspire someone to to take up some running. You make it sound like it's so doable. It's really fun, and it is doable. Trust me. You're not when you if you could just see, just look up some of the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, some people walk the whole thing. Some people. They do interviews with some of the people in the crowd, you know, as you're waiting for the start of the race. And there's very inspiring stories out there of people who have lost loved ones or or dedicating a run to their father who was diagnosed with cancer or mm-hmm. um, they had a major surgery or a major injury and now they're coming back and they're getting back on their feet. So it's just it's very encouraging and it's uplifting. And if you're not if you've never run you know, to, from, to the bathroom, you can do these races. I promise you, um, <laughs> just get out there and give it a try. It's fun. Like I said, there's no pressure. There's less pressure than like at your local 5k in your small town. So mm-hmm. I, I recommend and try it once. It may not be your thing, but it's definitely worth, you know, doing it at least once. I think. Yeah. Well, I will definitely be checking it out for the future. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. And it's been a real pleasure. I'm always happy to to talk Disney, and I'm especially happy to talk Disney with somebody from North Carolina because it's like a little right. little dose of home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate you having me on, and it was really fun. I enjoyed it, and, you know, I, I love doing these little trips, and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of trip reports, so it's kind of nice, kind of neat to be on the other end of it this time. So yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, John, for being a wonderful guest and for sharing all about your Run Disney experience. I will definitely be looking into the different events that are on the horizon and know that you have surely inspired some others to do the same. As we head into the holiday season, I hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy, and I do hope that there is a trip to Disney or Universal in your future. But even if there's not, keep daydreaming about where you long to be. (music) 